Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, a little earth, wind, and fire for you, Joe. That's how we get started. Good for your soul. Earth, wind, and fire. We got a little soul food for you today. See, Joel is on top of it, my man, Joel. Jolie knows you well, doesn't he? He does. Hey, at some point in this show, we've got to have a little segment where we get Joel's picks for the weekend as he's an expert handicapper. Did you know that? I knew he was he was active, let's say. Listen. In that realm. I, every Sunday I get his picks. Every Sunday night I'm pretty happy that I got his picks. He's good at it? Uh, yeah, especially I tell you, he's really good at NBA. I mean, you know, a lot of guys can't bet the NBA. Joel can. So we can get maybe later in the show we can get a few uh, nuggets from him for the weekend. What do you think? I like it. Let's do it. I like it a lot. Why don't we do that right around uh, Tex in the city, which is very <laughs> exciting. You aware of that segment, how it's taken yes. off internationally? Yes. Intergalactically. They're even listening to it on Uranus, They're Charlie. Right. <laughs> Did you hear <laughs> about everywhere. that? Uh, I like his nickname for you, Craig T. T-Bird, we could call you. I thought that was Tom. Yeah, I know. But he's not on the air, so nobody knows who he is. That's you like true. T-Bird for him, Paul? T-Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Shorten Craig T. Nelson to T yeah. and then extend it to T-Bird? Does that work for him? Craig T. Yeah, I guess T-Bird would work. T-Bird. Yeah. Are you okay with that, Yeah, okay with Yeah, that. let's roll with it. Let's roll with T-Bird. that for a while. How yeah. are you today? How is everybody? You feeling better, Paul? Uh, I'm okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, effort the uh, guy who deals with uh, our um, like passwords and things. Because yesterday my password expired. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Yesterday I, my password expired, and I changed it on the fly to, you know, while I'm on the show. Right. And now I can't remember what my password is. Yeah. Right? You uh, might want to get a hold of him. Yeah, I'm getting Honey I'm, Chuck is yeah, his name. I, I got he him. was outside smoking a few minutes ago. <laughs> You'll get him. I'm afraid of some things, T-Bird and Paul. Um, for one, we have the Larry Richard uh, Feed the Need performance concert tonight the oaks theater still walk-up tickets available in oakmont for tonight at 7 30 and i'm performing a song and i'm afraid that everyone's gonna laugh at me this is like uh when ron was in with me paul okay he <laughs> i'm listening paul looks up honey chuck's number I'm, I'm, i got it ron had care. a horribly traumatic experience as a youth he had to give a report in front of his class as like an eight-year-old. Okay. And his legs started shaking. And and to make matters worse, somebody in the class said, look at Cook's legs shaking. And it affected him the rest of his life. To this day, uh, it scarred Ron. So I'm afraid tonight when I sing this song yeah, but you've been at on the stage Oaks Theater. performing before. Sort of. Not in a while. Have and you ever then been it, to the Oaks? No. Is it cool? I hear cool it's, little, it's, it's cool getting renovated theater, yeah. or has been renovated. It's a cool little theater. I saw, um, I saw uh, the last time I was there, I saw uh, Let's Groove Tonight, which is a mm. Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
What's pretty cool about Let's Groove tonight is they actually have a guy, Curtis Johnson, who's a sax player, who is actually in Earth, Wind, and Fire. How many tribute bands? That's pretty cool. I'll that is great. Right? So, they got so I saw them, and then I saw another group. It was a Frankie Valley tribute band. They were unbelievable. Sully likes Frankie Valley. Do you I like? Think. Was Frankie, is it, what, what was the movie, The Jersey Boys, where they sing? Mm-hmm. Is that a Frankie Valley type thing? I don't want to tell people that Sully likes uh, Frankie Valley when when maybe I he think doesn't. It is. Um, but they're all going to laugh at me, Paul. That could happen. Either that, it's either the way my brain works. It's going to be either everyone's going to laugh at me and I have to leave, and they might even throw stuff, or they're all going to be holding up their phone uh, phone flashlights as lighters. And they're going to be screaming like it's giant stadium when I saw Tom Petty and Bob Dylan there in 1986. And some guy tripping on acid kept walking up to me, trying to hand me a red sneaker throughout the whole concert. So I picture the crowd going crazy and wanting me to sing more. Nothing's normal. I don't have a brain that works normally. <laughs> I have a I have an addictive brain. And, and, and that manifests itself in many different ways. Delusions of grandeur and delusions of ruination. Both of those things. You know what I mean? Well, There's no in between. There's no just living life and having things be normal. When you sing or you perform on stage, is there a point when you get up there that you just kind of calm down and settle in? Yeah, but it's not. They're only giving me one song. It's usually three or four. You know, if you're playing a, at a coffee shop or something. Why are they you, only you, giving you one song? I don't know. Larry said maybe two if, uh, if they like me. But they're not going to like me. They're going to laugh at me. Yeah. Anything else new, or can we get to the six-pack? I wanted to treat you to a Friday morning six-pack. Is it free or free light? What's your favorite kind of beer? Um, I really like, I mean, I tell you, I really like Blue Moon. Yeah. But I'm a diabetic, so I'm really, I have to stay away from it for the most part. I, so, like, I drink Coors Light. I well, mean, just for this morning, let's indulge you in a Blue Moon, a, a six-pack yes. of Blue Moon. Yeah. I like Blue Moon a lot, but I have to drink Coors Light or Michelob Ultra because of my... Yeah. And, 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 and diabetes. I understand. But that doesn't count here. On the Friday show, we can indulge him. Jolie or T-Bird? Oh, there we go. Penguins is where we lead off today. Paul, I thought that was actually a pretty good performance, generally speaking. But you got to finish. Somebody has to finish. Like, I thought they were engaged. I thought they completely outplayed the Kraken in the first period. But at some point, and I'm looking at you, Evgeny Malkin, somebody's got to finish. I mean... They were over 3 on a power play. Yeah. The, the moral of the whole damn story is, and I hate to say this because I love Evgeny Malkin, and I feel like I've stood up for him many times over the years when other people want to rip him. But he's the biggest problem on the team right now. That's the way I feel like he's getting paid to be a star, and, and they need him to be a star. Not... Not a superstar like he was early in his career, but he's got to yes. he's got to score a goal. He's, is what he's got to do. Is he, he what is it? Twelve games. His personal record is fifteen. I tell you what, I knew they were going to lose. Yes, it was still zero zero twenty five thirty minutes into the game, and it felt like the Penguins should be up four nothing, like they dominated yes. the first twenty five minutes of that right. game, and it felt like this is going to be a game. Where Seattle's gonna get a, a, you know, kind of a not fluky, but kind of a goal. You know what I mean? After the Penguins dominate, 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 and Seattle's gonna get a goal, and they're gonna they're gonna win like three to one, and the final score is two nothing. Right. 
and that and, was and, just, that was just a and ridiculous you, and, and, and what's frustrating is, I think the most frustrating thing about this team, and you're talking about you know Malkin needs to get a goal. Obviously, Crosby's done what he's supposed to do, but if I would have told you at the beginning of the season that their goaltenders would be in the top five in save percentage, I think the top three in shutouts. Right? Jari leads the and, league. And and, 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 and and top two or three in goals against. And that their top four players, allegedly, or four the the yeah. core four, Latang, yeah. Crosby, Malk, and Carlson would play every game. Yes. If I told you that at the beginning of the season, you'd say, oh, they're probably the fourth or fifth seed at least, right? If not vying for the top seed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. And, 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 and that's what's the most frustrating thing about it. It's not, it's not that um, – it just speaks to the fact that I just don't think they're good enough. I know because all the every listen, pretty much outside of Rust having a couple of injuries, and now obviously Gensel uh, having a little. But I mean, those are you know standard. Every team's got a few guys get banged up. Yes. Outside of those two things, pretty much everything has gone this team's way in terms of their old guys have all stayed healthy. Their goalie has been really, really good. Both of their goalies have been really, really good. They've had very, very few games where, you know, their goalies blew up. Uh, you know, I guess you could say the Flyers game, but they won that game, so yes. it doesn't matter. Right. My point is, everything you'd want for this team, you it's pretty much happened, and yet... They can't score. They're like, and yet they yes. can't score. And they're seven, eight points out of, you know, the playoff still or whatever it is. I wonder if we look back on this as being the year that Gino went into steep decline. And I thought he actually had a lot of hop last night. But no finish. Next, Mr. T. Mr. T, does that work for you, Paul? Mr. T. Jolie, T-Bird, or Mr. T? Which would you prefer? T-Bird. T-Bird. Okay, we'll go with that one. Coming up next here, Paul, or right now, as the case would be, Jeremy Roenick on his Snipes and Stripes podcast says this. About Sully, you, you would think that Jeremy Roenick knows some people. Yes, here we go. Some of the players are starting to turn on Mike Sullivan, are starting to lose faith and lose interest in Mike Sullivan. Um, maybe that's maybe that is a big decision that Pittsburgh has to make. He's been there for a long time. He's a great coach. He is a guy that has gotten it done. But when you lose when you lose the ear of the players as a coach, we've seen what happens. When you need, when you need a new voice, you need a new, a new system. You need a new trajectory as behind the bench. That might be what's what, what might be the next, the next call for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. How about them apples? And I need to put that in context. Before that first quote there he said I heard a rumor over the weekend so he's not stating that as fact and when you put I heard a rumor over the weekend you know that softens it a little bit nonetheless it's Jeremy Roenick talking there what do you make of that well I mean isn't that what happens in hockey yeah I mean, I, I think more th- more than other sports right. because it's that it's the head coach's vo- like in football. You're in with your position coach right. every day with him with Sully. Although I hear that he's been delegating more to his assistants in practice. It's that same Sully voice every single day for yeah. years. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing about it is he. You start to lose faith if it's not working. You know. Unfortunately, that's a part of it. And here's the other part of it. The guys that are probably at the top of the roster, the stars, are probably the ones that still have faith in them because how many guys still are left from the cup teams? Yeah, those guys have seen it, have seen, his, seen it. his methods work. But, uh, but, but now the team is overwhelmingly guys who didn't win the cup. And what you said before. Like, I actually did make – I didn't think they were excuses. I thought there were legitimate reasons – to let Sully off the hook with some of these recent playoff losses. One, he had a guy eating pork and broccoli before. He, he was going with Louis Domingue. Yeah. Come on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then the, 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 the one year, was it the same year Jari was injured? The year before, Jari fell apart. I thought those were good teams, and Sully did good jobs. But these past two years, it's just what you said. Last year, Gino and, and, and Sid played every single game. This year, just what you said. They've gotten great goaltending, and, and his main guys – with the exception of Gensel and Rust here and there lately, have played every game. The core four has played every game, so the, the excuses or explanations have run out. Yeah. And no. now what? And now and what? The, and, and the thing about it is, the now what part of that is, if you think about it, that's when you start to talk about maybe it's time for a change in the voice. Feels like the team is in the, a very similar state to when Sully got here. Right. You know, you you you've stars struggling. Some of them, you have a malaise sort of over the team. Although I think they played really hard these past couple games, but for the most part, it feels like they need a jump start. The yes. kind that Sully gave them when he came here. The, sign, the kind that Dan Bowsma gave them when he came. Yes. I mean, so, you know, again, the 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 weird thing about hockey, it's the one sport where mid-season coaching changes seem to work. And yes. I'm not I'm not saying you I'm not saying you make the change just for that reason. But I am a guy who generally is opposed to mid-season changes in coaching yeah. except in hockey. Cuz I mean, in hockey it's proven for whatever reason a new voice comes in the room, you know? Probably doesn't change all that much about how they play, but it's a new voice, you know, and for whatever reason it seems to jumpstart 
these teams. Yeah. We've it, seen it, it how many it, times. It's, it's happened, and it's happened here. And I'm not saying necessarily I would do this, fire Sully. I'm not saying I would do it. What I object to is the idea that uh, Kyle Dubas put forth, for one, and I think fans, a lot of fans anyway, would agree, is it's not even a topic. Remember right, he called right. it low-hanging fruit the right. other day? Yeah, yeah, Like, that's not even a discussion. Yeah, it is a discussion. And you know what? If they don't make the playoffs, it has to be a discussion. Has to be. Jolie, next. It's Off the Top, brought to you by J.P. Roofing and Siding. I had breakfast with my friend Joe Potochnik from J.P. Roofing and Siding today. How did that go? What a wonderful man he is. It was me, him, his mustache, and Marty Tuffer, John Calipari's old uh, roommate from Clarion. Did you know that? I did not know that. Marty Tuffer back there was roommates with Calipari. How about that? Are they friends still? Not really. No, actually they are. Marty Tuffer got Calipari on for us during Ron's Sendaway Week. Calipari called in. And told a couple of great Marty Tuffer stories. But that's beside the point. I was remiss here. The biggest story of the day is Hank Davis and Paul Skeens. Paul Zeiss. There's no question about that, man. One guy hits a three-run homer. (laughs) The other's throwing 102. And everybody's wondering what's going to happen. It's the best-case scenario for the Pirates and the worst-case scenario for the Pirates. Exactly. The best-case scenario because, obviously... Those are your two, you know, two guys that are number figure, one overall picks, right? That you want to be figuring prominently into whatever you know the, the future is for the team, but also the worst case scenario because now, you know what, nobody cares about anything else except for when are those two guys going to be on the major league roster? The one guy's hitting three sixty, yeah. the other guy you saw him for well, you saw him for eight seconds ten and ten pitch. pitches, but still. But I'm just telling you, if it. I told you that didn't we talk about this yesterday? If Skeens goes out and has a really good spring training and Davis goes out and has a big spring, can you imagine when they announce right before the season, okay, here's our major league roster. If those two guys are like, you know, sent to Indianapolis or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Call this number for tickets to Indy's opener. And, And here's the thing. Can I just tell you this too? So I saw Andrew Filippone tweeted out today. If they just hold Skeens in the minors for 15 more days, they get an extra year of control. Who wouldn't do that? I don't. Okay. Gi- I don't give a crud about right. 2029. And here's, right now, it's not even 2029. It's what it's 2031 or 2032 or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. This is what I always say. How many of these guys that the Pirates protect every single inch of their years of, of control and their super two and their arbitration and all the other garbage? How many of them actually get to that point? Well, we matters? could have a discussion about that, but Garrett Cole certainly fits into that. You but know, they traded him before that. That's what I'm saying. You're right. I'm saying Garrett uh, Cole is an example of it didn't do him any good. Every single one of these guys. And he didn't come up till June of that year. Right. And if he came up before June of that year, maybe they have home field against the Cardinals right. and win the division. Right. Every game counts. That, but there, 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 there's two questions here. First with Davis. And credit to Jason Mackey for finally asking somebody to clarify, is Grandal your starter or is he just one guy and then the other guy? So Jason Mackey asked Shelty very simply, is Grandal the starting catcher? Shelty said, that's a good question. <laughs> Yaz is going to catch. He's also 35. So whoever our C2 is, is going to get some time. We have to be very mindful when he catches and how much he catches. 
mindful of making sure we get the second guy in there in a situation that we like all the time. So he doesn't expect Grandal to catch 100 games, Paul. He says he's 35 years old. He's not going to do that anymore, but he's going to get a good share of the catching. So it sounds to me like 90, 95 for Grandal if he stays healthy and the other guy then gets 70 or so. Is that other guy going to be Hank Davis? Does that make sense for the guy to be Hank Davis catching 70? It seems to make sense to me, but I I wonder if they think he's only going to catch 70. Let's send him to Indy and, and put him in control of a staff and have him be the guy there. That makes no sense. <laughs> what do you think? No, I mean, I think that the, the bottom line is if I would hope that by the end of the year, he's the starting catcher. Would you agree with me? Okay, you start off with Grandal as your. I don't care because Endy's going to be the guy next year anyway. Okay, so, but my point, you have to find out if he's a catcher this year for you. And do you? I think you do. In, because I, I think you thing. need to find out if he can be a hitter you, for you, you this year. You want him to be a hitter, absolutely. But, you know, bouncing him around in different fielding positions is not, you know, it's not a good sustainable way. But if what if he's hitting? You've got to get him in the lineup every day. You can use him at DH. Yeah. But then, you know, there's there's other guys. It, it's it's really the weirdest situation I can read. Can, can you remember a situation no. like this? No. With the Pirates or any team, really, where your first-round pick, you kind of know – what you have, but you don't know what you have, and we're what four or five years since he's you know really been in the organization, right? I mean, I don't ever recall a situation like this where everybody seems to be like, okay, we know there's something we can do, we just don't know what it is. Well, the morning guys they made a good point in that uh, people are talking about catching like it's a foreign uh, concept to him. He's been a catcher his whole life, to which I would say yes. So why did the Pirates play him in right field? Why didn't they catch him last year then? Well, again, They're the ones who brought up, who, well, who created this whole notion that maybe a, he can't catch, maybe he's a right fielder. Or as Parado told us yesterday, why not train the kid at first base where you're weak in your system? Right. Why? I thought, I thought that, to me, I said that last year. Looking at what they have at first base, all the way through the system, really. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I love Connor Joe. I do. I think he's a valuable player for them. But he's part of your platoon at first base. Right. After all this time of rebuilding, you, know, it, you it, need a first baseman. Right. My point is, if you put him at first, teach him how to play first. Yes. And he hits. You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever watch Moneyball, the movie? Yeah. Right? Remember? They have that dude, uh, Hattieberg. Scott yeah. Hattieberg, right, I think right. is his name, right? He's a Is he a catcher that they say, but he like blew out his arm? But he gets on base a lot. He hits. So he's a first baseman. Man, that's what, that's what worries me about Endy, is he came up here and he struggled, but, right. he, but he gunned guys down at right. second. Right. He, he Like right. he was among the league leaders. I'm worried about his blown out arm. But, but my point it is, was his throwing arm, wasn't it? For Andy? Um, I think so. Somebody wants to call Jolie Joel N. Bede. Do you like that? Yeah, he would, it's he, a little cumbersome, but would, I like it. He would like that, aren't you? Aren't I you? do like that. He's a Sixers yeah. guy. Basketball. And yeah. Bede. He's a Sixers. You're a Sixers yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. You I know, like the Pennsylvania it. Pennsylvania team. Yeah. I like that a lot. Now, sure. when we get to Skeens, then, you said it yesterday. 
And it was a rich topic of conversation with the PM guys who talked to Paul Skeens. We're going to bring that conversation back later. He has a limited number of innings, Paul. Why not make most of those innings here? He sure looks like he fits in, especially when he goes up to 103 or whatever he went well, up to yesterday. I, I agree, but again, you just, you know, 15 days down there, they're getting another year of control. I'm sure there's the Super 2 thing and all that. I don't give a crap. I understand that, but my listen, you're preaching to the choir on this, but I'm just telling you, and I don't think they're going to give him a ton of innings down there. Like, I don't think he's going to go five, six, seven innings into games down there unless they really believe they're going to stretch him out to be a starting pitcher this year, which if they do, he's going to be on an innings count. Well, the stretch is going a little slow. He basically came in for a pitch. <laughs> I get, I, listen. When, I, when are we going to get up? Like, Joe, what's the plan here? We go from 10 to 15, Joe, 15 to 20, bad, 20 to 23, I got 23 some to 28. For you, Joe. Yeah? You're old. And because no, 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 no. Wait, well, I am old. That's true. But, but, but I'm old. All, listen, I'm all for even a – how about this? Bring up Paul Skeens. Parado talked yesterday about the bullpen game. The fifth spot in the yeah. rotation is the bullpen game. Excellent. I Have Skeens go the first two. I, I even talked about, better yet, bring Skeens up like they did with David Price. Look at this fight behind you. Sorry. Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Let's not have him on our team. Anyway, <laughs> he beat the hell out of that guy. Yeah, let's not have that guy on our team because, you know, we don't need that guy. A again, um, Paul Skeens, I even said, do what they did with David Price's first year. And David Price turned out to be a pretty – would you agree he's turned out to be a really good starter? Yeah, just okay. reverse it and have him start games and pitch two innings instead of coming yeah, off you can, in, in late. Do let's do, do that. We could do that too. But my point is, could you imagine <laughs> – all I'm trying to – could you imagine at PNC Park, okay – it's Saturday, you know, fireworks and hot dog night. So there's 36,000 people there. Skeens yeah. is on the mound. Guns, you know, 103 on the on the gun 15 times in two innings. Strikes out strikes six out in a row. Six, uh, strikes out, you know, five out of six. And, and, and the other guy, he basically saws off his bat, right, for a weak ground out. And Shelty pulls and him. And Shelty pulls him out the game. I mean, could you imagine they're walking out in the see the bullpen? Whoever it doesn't they bring matter. in Bailey yeah, Falter. Yeah, they bring in Bailey. Whoever comes running in would be booed out of the city, even if it was a guy who was their best reliever. Right. I mean, it's almost a no win for the Pirates. Except here's how you actually win: is use him, use him. Anyway, one more Jolie, and there's a, there's a lot going on here, Paul. <laughs> I don't know where to go with this thing. We're going to have to get to Omar Khan later. We got Tyler Kennedy yeah. coming up. All hell's broken loose. I want well, to get to we're, we're two more quick ones in the six-pack. Man, does that sound good. Yes. LeBron James heading in on 40,000 points. He needs nine. Is he the greatest basketball player who ever lived, in your opinion? No. But he, he has had the greatest career. There's, those, are two different, those are two different discussions. They are. The greatest player is Michael Jordan. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, listen, you have one game to win. Who are you taking? You're taking Jordan, okay? No, I'm not, but go ahead. Who are you taking? Kareem. And I think Kareem had the greatest career. Better than LeBron James's career? Yeah. Do you remember Kareem at LeBron James's age? He was still winning championships. He, I just saw Isaiah... And James Worthy talking, going back yeah. and reliving, and they were like, "Man, 
do we talk about Kareem enough? He was 38, and he was the best player in that series. He was not, but that's okay. <laughs> he was unbelievable. He was, good. he was good in that series. He was, but he was not the best player in that series. But look at LeBron James. I know. He's tw- this is what year Joel is it year twenty one? It's crazy. Is he's, it, t- he's Tom Brady of, of basketball. It's year twenty one. And, and maybe better. The other night when they played, what what did he do against Golden State? What was that stat line against Golden State a few weeks ago? Remember that? It was like it was a triple double, was wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was a Ridiculous. triple double with like forty eight points or something, wasn't it? It was like forty eight eighteen and like I mean, I honestly think at the end of the day, the one thing about you could make the argument with Kareem. Kareem, I think, had more MVPs than LeBron, and he also. I don't know. He maybe, maybe, maybe with Kareem, I'm thinking it was the greatest basketball career from high school through pros of all time. Right. I don't think that's questionable. Because he won four. But cha- you're probably he, he, right. He won four championships yeah. in, in, at UCLA, right? He, well, yeah. Yeah, because three Walt, or four. Could no, they four. play as freshmen? I don't remember. I think he won four. I don't, but, and then at Power Memorial, he was a yeah, legend. Yeah. Um, he won six MVPs. I want to say he won at least six titles, if not seven. I think six. Who? Kareem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. He won so six. So, if he has six MVPs and six titles. Joel, do you have it up there real quick? I don't know if he won six MVPs. He, he won but six. he also he won, won Defensive Player of the Year. He won, he won six MVPs, I'm pretty sure. Joel, pull up LeBron James. How many MVPs has he won? And also, they've won. he's won, what, four titles, three titles? He won two. Four, at, I think. Two at yeah. the Heat. Did he win one with the? One with Cleveland. And one with the Lakers, right? Did they win three with the Heat? Yeah, he's won three or four. Two, two, he's won four titles. What do we have, Jolie? Yeah, four titles, four finals MVPs, four regular season right. MVPs. That's pretty good. Okay, look up, look up. Kareem. Kareem. Uh, in the meantime, we have another one, Paul, while we're at it here. Another all-time scorer and all-time player, at least, uh, you know, I would say top five, top ten. But as far as scoring – a legend, and that is Caitlin Clark. But the story here is she's going for a Pistol Pete's record. I know you don't feel like that's legit. I'm, I'm sort of in between. That's not the story. The story is this is the highest-priced women's game of all time. Number six, Iowa, against number two, Ohio State. $546 is the average price. 546 you and I talked about this the other day. We have daughters play sports, coach girls sports. Women's sports is in a different place, man. We had the 100,000 or so for a women's volleyball game. People go crazy to watch that at the end of the year, their tournament. Softball, that tournament gets huge viewership at the end of the year. And this, huh? this is a spectacle. 546 bucks to get in the door. Is it at Iowa or is it at Ohio State? I think it's at Iowa. Last home game. Yeah, yep, it's at Iowa. Yeah, $546. Yeah, I mean, listen, she she's bringing people in. Uh, people want to see her. People want to get a piece of her. Women's here, sports, though, in a different stratosphere than ever thing, before, right? right? I mean, here's the thing I would tell you. It's interesting. I mean, if you're the WNBA team. Indiana. If you're Indiana, I'd have to think of who else is in the field, right? But you have to take her. You're taking her. Because she's going to sell tickets. Even if you don't think she's the best. Still in the Midwest there? Right. Even if, sure. even if you don't think she's the best player on the board, you have to take her. Were you surprised that she declared pro? No. With, with NIL right no. now, she could probably make more money in college. No, she'll make a lot more money. Um, she the, will? Yeah. The WNBA has 
for the, the stars, she'll make a ton of money. Now her salary won't be high, but she's going to make a ton of money in endorsements. They have they have a really good endorsement. Package. Yeah, and I guess she can still do the things like this. Montana Fouts was it the softball pitcher from Alabama? If I was one of these people, I would be. She went around and did yeah. clinics. If yeah. I was Caitlin Clark, I would travel around the country. Yeah. Give me three hundred people at a hundred bucks a pop. I'll do a clinic. I'll sign whatever you want to sign. Give the girls a speech. I'd do it in thirty states. Right. How much is that, Jolie? Do you have a calculator in front of you? Ron well, can figure this out uh, off the top of his head. What is it? Three hundred people at a hundred bucks. That's thirty thousand bucks. Thirty thousand times and thirty. Times thirty. That's like nine point nine, is it? Or nine? Yeah, nine point nine million. Is that what that is? Thirty thousand? No, nine nine. That's nine hundred. Nine. How how much is that, Jolie? Nine hundred thousand. Nine hundred thousand. Nine hundred. Make 000. you make a million bucks for having a little barnstorming tour around the country, but she can do that as a pro. We've gone way she over could time. Also, she could also, she's also going to be able to go to like Israel or Russia or one of those places and make millions in the off season. Oh yeah. You know, that, I, mean, that, I don't know that I would recommend Russia yeah, at the moment. She could ask, uh, what's just, her name about don't, that? Just don't bring her, uh, just don't bring, you know, hippie lettuce in there with you and you'll be all right. Well, I don't know, but she's going to make a ton yes, of, she's gonna of make money, no money. matter what. We have to go. We've gone way over time. Let me big ask you big a question, surprise Let there. Let me ask you a question yes. real quick. If you're the Indiana team, yeah. okay, to be honest, prospect-wise, better player probably in the WNBA, the kid from LSU, Angel Reese. Is she eligible for the draft? Yeah, yeah. So if you had, if you wanted to take her, or would you say – We'll take the little lesser player who's going to sell a zillion tickets. Now, I think Angel Reese will sell tickets too, but not no, as many. Not, and no. the other thing is Indiana just drafted the South Carolina inside girl yes. last year. Yes. So they're they're built for and, inside outside. And, and 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 also and I hate to say it like this, but you're Indiana. You have a white superstar. Probably going to play well in that state. I would imagine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, Tyler Kennedy. Uh, do we? We almost went a whole hour. We're gonna get in trouble for this one. Yeah, we, uh, no, we won't. As you said, nobody listens, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net and the hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing HVAC provider for over 50 years. Uh, Mr. T, just tell Tyler Kennedy it's another one of those weeks. He's very flexible. It's one thing I admire about him. Tyler Kennedy, next. Who's this, Paul? Some little Bobby Brown for you, right? Little Mr. T's keeping you uh, yeah, fed here, little, fed on the little, music little, you like. Little tenderoni, right? Let's go to the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. And I might also tell you that we're coming up on the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Route 19 in Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills, we find Stanley Cup champion Tyler Kennedy. Tyler, that was that was a frustrating game last night. I thought they actually played pretty well, but, man, it's back to the old problems. They can't finish on the power play or at even strength. That was frustrating. How would you characterize the game last night? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I thought, you know, they came out and I thought they outplayed Seattle the first two periods. 
they were seemed like a faster team, the hungrier team, but you know, they couldn't finish to kind of, you know, when you get scored on, it takes some of the wind out of your sails, but when it's nothing, nothing, you know, a team still has hope, even if they're losing, you know, the game, either skill-wise or the, the play's always in one end. Again, if it's nothing, nothing, it gives a team hope. And, you know, they just let them stay around in the game, not scoring. And, you know, Seattle gets one goal, and it just seemed like the tides turned pretty quickly. Well, that's the biggest thing, uh, uh, Tyler. When you're in a game like that and you're dominating like they did, uh, you know, the first 20, 25 minutes, and you don't get a goal and you don't get a lead, is it really a little bit even more deflating when the other team scores than than normal? Yes, one hundred percent. It just when when you're playing well and you don't get rewarded, and then you go back in the room and you don't have nothing on the board. It, it's a tough intermission because you're like, wow, we just dominated and we got nothing to show for it. And then when they score a goal, it's like, oh. It's going to be one of those nights, and it just seemed like that's what happened, and that was um, a, a big loss. And when you look at the schedule, their schedule kind of sucked too because they're going from Canada to the U.S., back to Canada through customs and all that. That's a pain in the butt for a player. Tyler Kennedy on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. All right, Tyler. Uh, Jeremy Roenick on the Snipes and Stripes podcast said he heard a rumor over the weekend, and this is the rumor that he heard. This is Ronick. Take a listen. Some of the players are starting to turn on Mike Sullivan, are starting to lose faith and lose interest in Mike Sullivan. Um, maybe that's maybe that is a big decision that Pittsburgh has to make. He's been there for a long time. He's a great coach. He is a guy that has gotten it done. But when you lose when you lose the ear of the players as a coach, we've seen what happens. When you need when you need a new voice, you need a new a new system, you need a new trajectory as behind the bench. That might be what's what what might be the next the next call for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Thoughts, Tyler? I think that's coming from afar. You know, I don't think he plays that close attention to the Penguins, to be honest. I love Ronick, but like I think that's from afar. Um, I don't think he's lost a year to the players. You know, I think the players still respect him. I just think it's one, they're having a hard time scoring. When you have a hard time scoring, it has nothing to do with losing respect from your players. You know, they just can't score goals. They, they have no one that's putting up. Like when you look at the other teams, there's some teams with five player with 20 goals. Like how many players on the Penguins have 20 goals? You know, Sid, Gensel, then who? You know, that's... Well, then who becomes the question because Gino has become... I love Gino. Uh, let me say that yeah, first. But but he's yeah. he's become an issue. Uh, he's he, he can't find the net. He, he had a little jump last night, but they're depending on him a lot, Tyler, and nothing's happening. And, and, I, and I'm wondering if we'll look back on this year as the year that Gino went into decline. What do you think of that? Well, I, I obviously right now with how his year's going, I wouldn't say Gino's having a very good year. You know, I thought he had some ups for weeks, but he also had some downs. And for him to be your elite player, 
not too many elite players, your star players, have a down month. You know, when you know, Gino's only have two goals since December 31st. Like, that's a long time for your second line centerman to only score two goals. Um, and I think he's a little bit in his own head. I think, you know, it's it's something that a guy like him probably hasn't experienced in his career. A guy like me, I do this every month. You know, a guy like Gino, it's a different story. You know, he hasn't been in a drought like this or struggled like this probably in his whole career. So he's probably going through a lot. I think he's probably mentally a little bit drained from dealing with not knowing why he's not scoring. I know, you know, everyone's saying it's his age and everything, but when I look at the guy ahead of him with Sid, Sid doesn't really seem like his age is affecting him, and Sid's finding another way. You know, I I, I would think Sid and Gino are having some pretty good talks of, like, just getting them back with the right mindset because I don't think, you know, like you said, last night I thought I – the first period, like, he has the jump. You know, it's just – for some reason, he's not driving or he's not taking that chance of making that extra move to the middle and snapping the puck. You know, he's staying on the outside, and he's, again, I think he's playing a little safe for getting milk in hockey. Do you see, Tyler, over the last, I don't know, eight, seven, eight, ten games, um, do you kind of starting, are we starting to see maybe – what Eric Carlson could actually bring to this team. It looks it seems like he's playing better. It seems like he's 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 more engaged. He's scoring a little bit more. Have you have you seen like an an improvement sort of not not necessarily an improvement in his play, but it seems like he's fitting a little better? Yeah, I I think I am seeing a little bit more positivity like what I see offensively. But again, for me, defense wins games it wins championships and i think he just has to even tighten it up even more i know he's an offensive player but when you look at the plus minus they don't lie and right now i still would like to see him play better defense he still has to provide that offense but he needs to play better defense but is he is he looking better is he looking more of a fit yeah is it too late who knows but it's almost getting there all right, Tyler, when you look at the standings uh, in the Eastern Conference, man, Tampa Bay is, is still seems a little bit vulnerable. They just can't get it together. They won a couple. Now they've lost a couple again. The Penguins have five games in hand on them. Five. But they're eight points back. So who is most vulnerable in the playoff field? Flyers, Lightning, Wings. Which of those teams could slip out, and who do you think could slip in? Well, hopefully the Penguins can slip in. Um, I I would think the Flyers would slip out. I just think Tampa has too much of a veteran presence. They know how to win to lose that, to go on a losing streak at this time of year. I, I think they're going to probably hover how they're doing win a couple, lose a couple. Like, that's how they're going to probably finish out the year. But I think they have enough spread on teams like the Penguins that it's going to be hard for them to slip that much. Um, again, the the Flyers have been playing 
over their head, in my opinion, for how I thought they were going to do this year. Um, but you know what, Tortorella is doing a great job. They they figured out that they don't have that high flying team, and they play a real good team game, and it seems to be working. But these next two months, month and a half, you know, I always feel like the better teams always win because everyone's grinding, everyone's fighting for those two points, and no one's having you know a surprise game or a, an off game, you can say. Well, I think the thing uh, the thing is, uh, and obviously we've talked a lot about it, Tyler, is that the Penguins have about what six games left before the trade deadline. Is I mean, is Cal Dubas going to need all six of them to really kind of figure out what he needs to do? I mean, is is it is it really coming down to the wire like that? No, I don't think so. I think Dubas, like I think those GMs in any sport have a plan that they're probably sticking to. You know, again, if you don't see what the team is over the last how many games and you don't have a, a clear picture of like, hey, this is the direction we have to go or this is let's we're this is the plan we started with, this is what we're staying with. I I, I don't think GMs are like that anymore. Like for him to say, Oh, we you know, how the team plays it determines where we're at, but again it changes when you have guys like Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang, because they've won a lot of cups and they're on their backside of the career. And I think it would be hard for them to play as hard as they are if they start doing the rebuild right now. You know, and that's, again, I'm not sure. I, I know they would stick around. But it would be a different feel if they were rebuilding and those guys were still on the team. Listen to this one, Tyler. We're talking to Tyler Kennedy. Uh, Frank Saravalli, who I think is very good, formerly of TSN, says that Riley Smith is drawing broader interest than Gensel. He says there are a lot of interested parties when it comes to Riley Smith. Gensel's a point-per-game player in four of the last five, Saravalli says, and is the premier impact forward available but there seems to be more interest here in Riley Smith and and that brings up a, a bigger question he got benched last night a lot of people look at Riley Smith and say he doesn't look like he really wants to be here so what do you make of the whole Riley Smith situation as we head toward the deadline well one they're probably saying that over Gensel because Gensel's probably asking price is probably quite a bit and I'm not sure how many teams can give up what the Penguins want for him. You know, and I think when you look around and you're hearing these rumblings from guys like Frank, you know, he's an easy target, a target that, you know, the Penguins might be willing to give up for not as much. And Riley's got a pretty good track record from winning the Stanley Cup to always producing over a long period of time. So he's a guy that might jump on the team and, really solidify those last one or two parts that you're looking for from a championship team. Um, no, it's, I don't think he's playing that bad. I think, you know, I thought he started off real hot. I think it's been a tough winter for him in uh, Pittsburgh. But, uh, um, again, it, sometimes it takes longer than usual to get through a year with a new team. But to see to say he's losing interest playing for the Penguins, um, 
I, I don't agree with that. I, I just having being around Sidney Crosby and of getting Malkin and those guys, like I think it's a big attraction for a player just to say they've been around that type of person, you know? So for him to be like, I don't want to be here anymore. That would be tough for me to believe. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about it is, as we talked about yesterday, one of the biggest problems the Penguins have in terms of making deals, they have to deal players on the roster. They don't have a ton of prospects and don't have a ton of picks to give. So is it possible to, you know, reshape the roster a little bit by making a few hockey trades or, is that really uh, uh, just kind of a di- too difficult of a thing to, to realistically pull off? I think it's too hard to pull off because, one, like you said, the depth in Wilkes-Barre, the first-rounders, they don't have much to deal that way. And that just comes from trying to win for the last 10 years and having the team they've had. Um, when you trade players on your team like you're not going to give a guy like Riley Smith up for a number one young player that has a future you know what I mean like it's hard to reshape your team one through the draft and two through trades like it's it's a tough thing to really rebuild these days because it takes so long because you have to have so many guys develop at the same time you need guys that are, you know, you take a chance and sign them to big deals in long term when they're younger. So, um, yeah, it's tough to to reshape your team right now through a couple picks. You know, maybe you're adding. You know, if you've had it, if you have a team like we had in '09 and we just added three players, that's a different story because you're just feeling in three guys that are really going to help that team make a final push. But if you're the Penguins right now, or you're trying to find three guys, four guys that are trying to make a push to the, to the playoffs, that's a different story. That's a completely different feel on making the playoffs and winning a championship. Tyler, we appreciate the time, man. Things should be really heating up by next Thursday. We'll talk to you or next Friday. We'll talk to which I believe is the trade deadline, right? We'll talk to you then. Yeah, again, I I think it'll start happening here pretty soon. I, I think it's going to be an early, you know, it seems like it gets earlier every every year where the, the plays and the, the trades, sorry, are made earlier. And then the last, you know, three hours, there's a ton of them. But the week before, it seems like everyone's trying to get a little jump on everyone else. And especially with Gensel, I would think he's they're trying to make him make a decision here very soon. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk next week. Thanks, guys. That's Tyler Kennedy coming up. Ray Fittipaldo. He was at the Combine in Indy. Did you see the little breaking news story? No. Andy Russell did. Andy Russell died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 82 years old. Just came across maybe 30 minutes ago. Great stealer. Yes. From the very early days. Sort of. One of the first or the first I, guy volu- that was that was on those yeah, teams I've that volu- Chuck Knoll kept. I volunteered a few years uh, uh, to work his golf outing, his golf tournament yeah. at, at Neville uh, Neville uh, Nevillewood, and um, so I volunteered, you know, to 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 work the tournament. And the one year after the, you know, the the the, the dinner or whatever couple of people were like, hey, 
Phil wants to go out. He wants to go get something to drink, you know, but one, you know, a couple of you guys take him out there. You know, Phil Villapiano. Phil Villapiano. Yes. Like four of us and him and a couple of the people that were with him, we went down to the, it was the Rhythm House. It's no longer there in Bridgeville. We went to the Rhythm House in Bridgeville. Listen, I never had so much fun in one night. I as bet. I had that I night. Bet. That guy was, and here's the best part about it. First of all, the dude is hilarious. He's every bit as funny as you think he is. Or what, you know what I mean? But he was wearing his Raiders super boring. It was amazing how many Steeler fans wanted pictures with him. He let Steeler fans like try on his ring. You know what I mean? And some of them were like, you know, we hated you as a player, but this is pretty cool that you're here partying with us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was actually really cool. Like, there was not a single one of those dumb, drunk, yinzer idiots. And he was a vital piece on the wrong side right. of the Immaculate Reception. Exactly. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.